Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, NFL Cutdown Day. And the Arizona Cardinals not officially tanking, unofficially tanking. We'll talk about that coming up. Play of the day, poll question, stat of the day. That's forthcoming. And uh, if you're watching on Peacock, thank you for downloading the app, our streaming partner, and our radio affiliates around the country, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, in nearly 400 cities in America carrying this program. 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator Tyler is sitting by. Also, our email address uh, address is... Uh, DP uh, at DanPatrick.com and our Twitter handle at DP Show. All right, Seaton, what are you going to have today for me as far as poll questions for the first hour? I'm going to give you this poll question, Dan, and then I think you can set up the story. All right. Security at sporting events. Mm. When fans run onto the field, should security absolutely level them and not take any chances? Or should they be a little more measured and then... Address real issues accordingly. Okay. Uh, there was a situation involving Ronald Acuna Jr. That's the it, story I was getting at. You get nailed it. And it sounded like this last night. We've got a commotion out in right field where a fan has run on the field. And Huck, oh, Ronald yes. Acuna, now Acuna goes down and his teammates are racing to his aid. But I don't know that there's going to be any need for that because security has grabbed that person and pinned him on the ground. It might be more than one. I couldn't tell if they went out there looking to hug Ronald or attack Ronald. Well, they had their arms around him. I know that. One guy's fighting to get away, and they may have to tie him down. Goodness, this is a mess. They're carrying this guy off, and he is fighting them every inch of the way, heading toward the bullpens. Now they get him down. They're going to need to cuff that guy. Okay, so it's a road game in Colorado, and uh, Cunha Jr. is not quite sure as you see these fans coming on the field. Are they uh, friendly fire? Are they coming there to uh, say hello? Are they going to hug? Are they drunk? Are they all the above? And then security uh, took them down, took them out. I, I think in a situation like that, to be fair to the security people, if somebody comes on the field, they've, they've entered an area where they shouldn't be, therefore you have to abide by our rules. And our rules are we're going to take you down and take you out. Um, now, you can say if Morgana, the kissing bandit, if you're old enough to remember, when she ran onto the field and she would go uh, to Nolan Ryan on the mound and give him a kiss, that's a lot different. You knew she was going to do it. It was staged. But you're seeing these players. Remember the White Sox game where the first base coach got roughed up by a dad and his son jumped onto the uh, field there. I think you got to assume that person is not out there for uh, friendly fire, just to say hello. If they're coming out there, then they have to realize 
you're in, in our field of play, and you're going to abide by our rules. Yes, Tom? Yeah, you have to assume the worst-case scenario, because if for some reason you didn't act right away or knock this person down in those few extra seconds, was the difference this person's got a weapon on him or something? How is everyone going to feel, and how does everyone react? If, why didn't you immediately take this guy down? What are you just kind of mulling around trying to wait and see what this person does? Yes, Seaton. But, don't, you know, I remember, it makes me think of one time years and years and years ago the Danettes went out to film a bit. And we went to a local hardware store and we tried to film something very, very quickly. And then security came out and we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? And we're like, all right. Yeah. Like we didn't get clearance to do it, but we just wanted to do it. But the guy wasn't like stopping us for branding reasons. He actually said to us, hey, man, post 9-11, you never know. Okay, so post 9-11, you're right. I'm sure that people are targeting a hardware store in Milford, Connecticut. Uh, I guess technically it's something to worry about, but not in reality. You know what I mean? Like, just because something can happen doesn't mean that you have to treat everything with the utmost severity. Yes, Pauline? It, I, I got a clip of the Acuna play, and it's it's in the away fans. The fan runs on from the from, from onto the field. He doesn't feel threatening. He's got, like, a, he's smiling, and Acuna kind of, like, like, is nervous, and then the guy wants a selfie, and Acuna puts his arm around him like, I'll get this for you because it's an uncomfortable situation. The first security guard is barreling out. And he has to, like, grab the guy while he's in an embrace with Acuna, which makes it even more weird. And as the other security guys get there, they're they're getting physical with him. But, you know, they're grabbing by the leg. They're grabbing by the other thing. Another fan runs, and Acuna doesn't see him. He gets on his back, and they all tumble over together. Now you've got, like, six guys on the ground. These guys look friendly and not uh, threatening, but it's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell for these guys. Yeah, I don't think you can sit there in the moment and go, uh, I think, I think he's, he's, he means he's, he's friendly. He's uh, just wants a selfie. You don't want to encourage people. Hey, I know you're just out there to get a selfie. So the next person who comes out to get a selfie, then you're going to go, okay, get the selfie, hurry up, and then we'll escort you off. I, I just think you have to establish boundaries there that just say, nope, nope. If you come out, we're going to put you on the ground. Uh, because we do not know who you are, and you shouldn't be out here in the first place. Because Acuna has no idea what's going on, no idea. And 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 if you have your back to the fans, or at least one, and you're going, I don't know what he's doing out here. Uh, I I think you got to be fair to the security people because that's their job, security. Now, do you take somebody out who's you know, you know blind, you know, clothesline tackle and stuff? I know. Sometimes it doesn't call for that, but in a situation like this, I would take him down and take him out. Yes, Tom? I think you've given up certain rights. Once you were stupid enough to climb, okay, if you're inebriated or whatever, you climb over that wall and you go on the field where you're not supposed to, you're already breaking the law. So I have no problem when you see these guys take somebody out unless they're showing off their prowess or their muscle and they're doing it for some other reason to see how they can knock someone over. You just Those precious few seconds could be the difference in a player getting hurt. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Seaton. The internet is loaded with videos of people running up to like Ronaldo and Messi, right? And they all get a selfie. They all get the picture. They're they're like, okay, just chill out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those are two players who are infinitely more famous than Ronald Acuna Jr. But I mean, by just an, a global scale, they're massively more famous, and they're able to handle it uh, with a certain amount of grace. Yeah, Paul. I think that's got to be the toughest thing for a security person if you see an eleven-year-old. Versus a 22-year-old. Nah, deck him. Yeah. Like, hey, you don't know what that kid's got. But like, you see an 11-year-old, you see the security guard put their arm out, but then the kid's 11 and he's got tears. But then you see a guy and he's a grown man, you've got to treat him differently. And these security guards, who knows what policy it is team by team. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if there's a somebody who works security at a, at a stadium, they could let us know. Are there different rules in different stadiums? Or is it sort of a universal, somebody goes on the field, then you know you bring him to the ground. I, I mean, I'm not saying that you, uh, if you remember Mike Curtis, who played for the Colts, somebody came on the field and he just leveled them with a tackle, <laughs> leveled them. Uh, I'm not saying that every moment should be like that. I think it's, you got to judge who's coming on the field and uh, what are they doing? What are they carrying? Are they saying anything? Because we, we've seen people just run on the field just to run onto the field. Now, that's another one where they're not running up to a player. They just want to be seen. If you just want to be seen when you're running onto the field, I'm sorry. I have to take you out. 
How about we let streakers streak only if they're fully naked? Because these partial naked streakers are the worst. You, they're not committing at all. Mm, mm, Go full streak. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, Seaton. That's I've told you before about my buddy Greg growing up who uh, had would run out at Yankee games yeah. and he was banned from the stadium. Yeah. And he did it, one, because he, I think, wanted the attention. But he loved just the thought of how long can I stay out there and can I hit a security guard? Like, can- he wanted the confrontation of, like... Uh, of with the security it had nothing to do with like the game or anything like that he was a massive yankee fan but he wanted how long can i avoid them and then can we scrap a little bit but how can you be a massive yankee fan if you're willing to disrupt the game and you want to take a shot at a security guard at yankee stadium hey look i'm not saying that can explain the thought process (laughs) i'm just saying that was my understanding of this fellow yeah uh i was with a friend i was with a friend and it was, we had moved down at Riverfront Stadium. So we were up in the red seats. We had moved down to the blue, and it was like seventh or eighth inning. And I remember him saying to me, maybe, maybe I should just run out. How much would you give me to run out on the field? And I remember going, uh, I, I didn't think in the moment where I'm going, you shouldn't do that. I'm like, I don't know, 50 bucks? He goes, you swear, 50? And I'm going, Oh my! And then he was getting ready to jump and go out on the field. And then he did, and he goes, "No, no, I can't get arrested," because he went, he was going to college. He goes, "I can't get arrested." And I said, "Oh, okay." And in the moment, you're not even thinking. Obviously, with a couple of beers in you, yes, Todd. I don't see a big difference between we think it's cute and it's a bowl game and everyone's having a good time. But that's like, how much you give me to break into this person's house or let me steal this jewelry from the? Uh, well, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're breaking the law. Once you jump over the wall, I, I there's I know, but you break the law when you run a stop sign. It, you know, like it's not the same as somebody breaking into your house. I also think a kid should be knocked over just as hard <laughs> as an adult. So that's why you know you. I heard there was something on the news a while ago that an elementary school kid shot his teacher. So I don't care if you're eight or you're eighty-eight. You do something that stupid, you should be taken out. Eighty-eight would be awesome. Eighty-eight. I I don't think you have to that take would them be incredible. out. Incredible. Fell out there just trying to get the first. That's what you get. Here's another broken hip. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. I want to get a selfie with you. I'm an advocate for these things. Did take the eighty-eight-year-old oh. out? <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. The the older or younger the better. The more hilarious. Like car- cardigan buttons flying in the air. Yeah. Go viral. Think of all the likes and the clicks. Yeah. <laughs> the likes and the clicks. By the way, this program brought to you by PXG, the uh, Gen Six Driver Challenge. Make sure you take that. Uh, if it doesn't deliver more distance or tighter dispersion than your driver. We will give you $100. Uh, join the Gen 6 Driver Challenge at pxg.com. Nobody makes golf clubs the way we do, period. All right. We get phone calls coming up on this topic. Uh, NFL final cutdown day. And the Cardinals going into the season without Colt McCoy. He was supposed to be the starting quarterback. Granted, he's not a franchise quarterback. He's not going to win you a lot of games. Might not lose games. He might not just be able to win games for you. And uh, they brought in Josh Dobbs from Cleveland. They also have uh, a rookie quarterback on the roster as well. Is he a Division Three or Division Two? I think he's Division Five. Division? No, he's not Division Five. Uh, his uh, so Josh Dobbs and then Colt McCoy and the other quarterback is Clayton Tune. Clayton Tune. T Bone. Clayton Tune sounds like a country star. Ladies and gentlemen, Clayton Toon. Uh, so they're going into the season with those. Those are their quarterbacks. Josh Dobbs is a serviceable quarterback. Uh, but Colt McCoy was going to be the starter, and they cut him. Now, you have to decide today if Kyler Murray is going to be on the roster. If Kyler Murray is not on the roster today, he can't come back. The earliest he can come back is week five for the Cardinals. They would love to have the first two picks in the draft. Their pick and the Houston Texans, they can't control what happens with the Texans, obviously, but they can control what's happening with their roster. And the Kyler Murray situation certainly is interesting. Albert Breer will join us coming up a little bit later on to talk about that, but certainly seems like the Cardinals are tanking. Uh, 
a lot more fallout from the Cowboys bringing in Trey Lance. Now Mike McCarthy said he had done his due diligence. He was scouting Trey Lance before they made the trade because Jerry Jones said that he did not confer with Dak Prescott or Mike McCarthy. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Stat of the day, as always, brought to you by the great folks at Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. With the NFL season right around the corner, nonstop football action is in sight. You can get in on all the action. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. You're not missing out on the action this season, thanks to all DraftKings customers taking advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Life's more fun when you're in on all the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app before kickoff. Use the code PATRICK. Get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure you use the code PATRICK. The crown is yours. Fritzy. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms of DraftKings.com slash football terms. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the. I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what? Too is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. If you didn't see it last night, it was an odd moment. I would think it would be a scary moment, certainly for Ronald Acuna Jr. in Colorado where two fans came onto the field. And once again, this is how it was described on the Braves radio network. 
Got a commotion out in right field where a fan has run on the field. And Huck around Lacuna. Now Acuna goes down, and his teammates are racing to his aid. But I don't know that there's going to be any need for that because security has grabbed that person and pinned him on the ground. It might be more than one. I couldn't tell if they went out there looking to hug Ronald or attack Ronald. Well, they had their arms around him. I know that. One guy's fighting to get away, and they may have to tie him down. Goodness, this is a mess. They're carrying this guy off, and he is fighting them every inch of the way, heading toward the bullpens. Now they get him down. They're going to need to cuff that guy. Well, he may have come onto the field uh, in a peaceful way, but he wasn't leaving that way. So, therefore, security did their job. That you're not quite sure. You want a selfie? Uh, you know what? Do it some other time, some other place. Josh in Iowa. Josh, welcome to the program. What do you have? How are we doing, Dan? Hey, bud. 6 no, I just had a quick story on my security side. I was in Wrigley when I was about nine, eight, or nine, nine years old. And at the end of the game, Sammy Sosa threw us the ball, got excited. And then I reached down. My brother grabbed my feet, and we tried to grab a leaf from the, uh, the IV. And two security cards came and just like almost, I shouldn't say tackled, but came and attacked us. And they're like, do you want to go to jail? You know that's a felony for taking a leaf? And my mom defended us, and I was scared. Ever since then, I will never touch a relief at Wrigley. All right. Well, thank you, Josh. Uh, Jonathan in Daytona. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, Dan. Um, about the running on the field, I got two words. Monica Sellis. I mean, yeah. look what happened to her. She got stabbed. I know. I know. That's extreme at the, what, French Open where she got stabbed. Uh, the fan was in the stands and then was able to walk right up to her and you had a stalker there and, and stab Monica Sellis. I know we have these isolated incidents. It's like the shoe bomber. There was one, therefore we take off our shoes at the airport and we have done so for what, two decades now. There was one and it happened. And now, you know, they're waiting if there's going to be another one there. Monica Sellis, that happened. Somebody came out of the stands and stabbed her. Yes. I know that there are fans who mean well. A lot of them want to be seen. Hey, watch me. And therefore, if you come onto the field and that's what you want, then you deserve to be tackled. Uh, I don't care how old you are. If you're on the field, we don't. you've given away all your rights, your privileges, whatever it might be. You got into the game. Now you're trying to take over the game. I'm going to take you out. Plain and simple. Andrew in Washington. Hi, Andrew. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dan and Danette. Uh, welcome back. I have a stat of the day, but also about the security issues. Um, yeah, Monica Sellis was a one-off deal, but I think it's more importantly that there's a consensus of what happens if you do run on the field for any reason, and that the Major League Baseball, uh, you know, communicates that to each park or, or NBA to every court, and so that fans know what happens when that does go on. And I know that maybe there are instances in Europe where selfies with stars are okay, and that's fine, but that's in Europe. And so if we deal with it on one term at our place, that's great. But if Europe deals with it differently, but as long as there's commonality between how we deal with it, I think that's most important. And, and you know, Ronald Acuna Jr. did something pretty cool last night. That's my stat of the day. So no. with his 60th steal of the season, Ronald Acuna Jr. Be- becomes the first player since 2017 with 60 steals and joins Joe Morgan. Eric Davis and Ricky Henderson as the only players with 20 homers and 60 steals in a season. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick show. Ronald Acuna Jr. is not going to win the MVP, I don't think. It's probably going to be Mookie Betts. But Acuna is having a season that's similar to Ricky Henderson, where you steal 60 or 70, and you hit 30 home runs. He's got 29 home runs right now. And those numbers don't happen normally because we've gotten away from stealing bases. Uh, I think making the bases a little bit bigger, almost encouraging you to steal bases, have more movement in the game. But what he's doing, uh, that used to be the norm for some of these great players, that you would try to go 30-30. Or, you know, 
Tony Gwynn once stole 50 bases in a season, I believe. Maybe 52 for the Padres, which people are like, there's no way. Check it, Marvin. See if Tony Gwynn stole 52 bases one year. And you would never think that. But back then, you were trying to hit home runs if you did. But if you didn't, you were hitting for average. And uh, you would sacrifice home runs for batting average, getting on base, stealing bases. That's not the case now. Are you finding if Tony Gwynn had 52 stolen bases? For some reason, I remember 52 stolen bases. Marvin? I see right here he stole 40 40 bases in 1989, his last season with more than 20 steals. That's all I have right now. All right. Paulie? In 1987, Tony Gwynn stole 56 bases. He also hit 370. All righty. Thank you. 370. (laughs) 370. That's so silly. (laughs) But it was okay. It was cool to steal bases back then. Yeah, but how many of those hits were really I, productive? <laughs> I know. I mean, in the modern game, oh. how do you uh, it might as well have, he might as well have been hitting 150. I just don't understand the logic. <laughs> and, and I'm sure there are some brilliant baseball minds that can tell me, if I strike out, that doesn't hurt our team. But if I happen to put the ball in play and maybe you make an error on it, or I get a base hit, or I get on base, that, hey, no, nah, it's not a home run. Uh, nobody cares about batting average anymore. It's about hitting home runs and walks. And I'm going, okay, uh, I guess I have to sign up for that logic because that's what baseball is now. Never understand. What is Tony Gwynn doing now if he was playing? Wade Boggs, Rod Carew. Be like George Brett. What are you doing trying to bat 400? Are you crazy? You should be batting 230 with 34 home runs. Yeah, Paulie. That season, Tony Gwynn had 56 steals. He only had 37 strikeouts. You know, Acuna's, Acuna's really low on the strikeout number. He's only got 73 strikeouts for the year. That In this game, that's yeah, really low. Yeah. Hitting 335. It used to be so embarrassing. If you struck out 100 times, everybody knew it in Major League Baseball. You were like, oh, my God. I mean, when Joe DiMaggio had his 56-game hitting streak, did he strike out less than 20 times? Different era, I know, but I'm still waiting for that. Does that logic come back, that philosophy come back, that it's okay to get a base hit? It's okay to put the ball in play. Why yeah. would it not be? Like, what? I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I don't it. get it. Because when I'm watching these games, it, it's an, a norm. It's the norm. Uh, both teams combined to strike out 18 times. Like, I just remember, I remember striking out was like the worst thing. I hate it. <laughs> But just knocking a little single into the gap, and man, it was like the most rewarding thing ever. But it's 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 like it so good. It, it's sports version of the walk of shame when you strike out. Yeah. You, you got everybody's looking at you, and you're like, oh. Especially if you strike out looking, it's like, dude, you got to at least swing with maybe the Bases. winning run is the third. Okay, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah Paul. Joe there. DiMaggio, 1941, full season, 622 plate appearances. He hit 357. He struck out 13 times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like twice a month. Overrated. Twice a month. I just, I don't understand the logic that you don't, you don't have to put it in play and it's not a big deal and that's not a benefit. But if you strike out, hey, you almost had a home run. Still trying to figure it out. But you know what? I'm old school. Or maybe I'm just old. Steven in Arizona. Hi, Steve. Welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going? Hey, bud. Hey, so I was calling in. I used to work security for uh, the Broncos on the training camp back in the day. And he used to be the guys, like, in the yellow jackets. You see them all over. But when anybody ever ran on the field, we just, if you were, like, the first row of defense, you would yell runner. But you weren't supposed to chase them. And then the people behind you would chase them. But essentially, you were just supposed to take them out, not let them get their players. But you're, are, are you told to tackle them, get them to the ground? I mean, yeah, you're supposed to basically do what you can to not, you know, let them get. To, you don't want to hurt them, obviously, but the goal is not to let them get to the players. So if you had to tackle them, yeah, you mean you need to bring it down. All right. Well, thank you, Stephen. I just think if somebody's coming out, uh, you know, your job is to get them to the ground and then take them out, take them, you know, off the field. Remember when Wally Zerbiak was with us and Wally was at the free throw line and a woman walked out of the stands, walked right up to him at the free throw line just to give him a hug. And I'm like, okay, 
but you don't see it too often in basketball, even though you're even closer and there's no security in front of you if you're sitting in the front row. You could just walk out. You can just walk out to LeBron and say, hey, what's up, Ron? Can we get a picture? Yeah, Paulie. Remember, I think it was a year and a half ago, Bobby Wagner was the new linebacker for the Rams, the longtime Seahawks linebacker. A guy ran on the field. I think he was a protester. He had, like, smoke and a shirt. So he felt a little dangerous. There was a couple security guys, and they couldn't catch him. This dude was kind of quick. Bobby Wagner decleated this fool. Mm -hmm. And the guy tried to sue Bobby Wagner because he got a concussion and a hurt shoulder. Yeah. The judge threw that one out. Yeah, threw that out. Uh, yes, Todd. I do appreciate that you want to control the situation, not hurt the person, because there's a decent chance that they don't mean any harm and they're just made a stupid decision to try to get a selfie. I'm assuming, you know, a police officer, if someone's running away from a cop car or a situation, you're not trying to shoot him in the head. You're shooting him in the ankle to just kind of knock him down. And I, not no, kill no, let's keep it on the field. Okay. <laughs> now, now you've got a, a, a cop chase and you've got people breaking into houses. And I don't know if you paid attention to recent news either, but. Yeah. We just we're gonna keep it on the field, <laughs> but you know, even on the field, it does feel like uh, the motivation behind stopping the <laughs> fan intruder is a lot less about like let's just defuse the situation no, no, and more right. like I'm gonna destroy this yes. dude because it's my job right yeah. now and I love it. You yeah. watch college football; a lot of the security guards are probably former college, small college, or high school or bouncer type guys, and they're sitting there in the sun. With a tight T-shirt on, the Oakleys, they're jacked out of, out of their minds. And like, here goes a guy running on the field. Fans want it. The security wants it. Let's take this guy out. And Well, I've been to sporting events where the security people are probably about 65 years of age, <laughs> 70 years of age. College basketball, they're like, it's, or the kids want to go on the field after a big, stop, slow. Okay. Just let them go. Like you got that yellow slicker on, like oh my gosh, you're gonna you're gonna prevent all these students from jumping onto the field and a piece of string. Yeah, <laughs> hey. stop it, you stop it. Yes, Marv. I worked a boxing match <laughs> at Barclays, and two guys got into it, and everyone, like you were saying, older people trying like to fans use... were getting into it. No, 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 they were boxers, and they aren't were... they supposed to get into it? No, no, they were watching the fight. Oh, these two. Guys just watching the fight, and they got they really guys got in the it. ring are fighting. Yeah, and these guys outside of the ring, <laughs> and they started chasing each other, or somebody started chasing someone else. Yeah. No, 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 no. And security guards, they had on just you know ties and vests. Like, get out of here! I don't get paid enough for this. Mm. One guy got his chain snatched, and they started really running after him. I was like, what's the security guys going to do? The guys we were talking about, the guys that make the final cut of the preseason, they weren't there. It was Esther. And yeah, he's saying it was old old folks. Oh yeah, had security. Yeah, yeah, Doris and Esther weren't ready to do all that. Lucas in Texas. Hi, Lucas. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, you know, um, it, it's always easy to focus on like the bad behavior of people that are like literally crossing the line and crossing into like that field of play. I've, I've always kind of wondered, you know, kind of from the positive end of like what is like the like the best experience you can have as a fan at a game without, like, literally crossing that line over. So here's my best attempt. I got a hot pole for you. Okay. Uh, so is it, like, catching uh, an article, like a, like a ball, like a foul ball, a home run or something? Is it getting to high-five your player, like, after they make a big play, like a big putt or something? Or, my personal favorite, like, when James Harden got upset a few years ago at the foul line, is it talking so much trash to the opposing team player that they actually get distracted for a second, and you're like, I got into that guy's head. So what do you think? I still thought catching a foul ball was really a cool thing Um, or getting a high five. I remember the Southwest Louisiana had a guard, Bo Lamar, led the nation in scoring, played uh, at the UD Arena in Dayton, Ohio. And I went to see him just because I thought he was spectacular, had deep, deep, deep range. And – I remember after the game, we waited. He walked off the floor, and he had his sweatbands and threw his sweatbands up to us. And I kept those for years. You know, you got something from somebody, but, you know, I didn't go out of my way to get it, but I was there. I got a foul ball off of Ron Santos' bat, the Cubs and the Reds. And I remember that moment, you're like, 
everybody sees that ball, and then you've got that ball, and it's pretty cool. But to run on the field, that's that's not your place. You know, that's not your JoJo. And if you go on there, then expect bad things to happen. Just plain and simple. Because if you don't, if you're going to go, you know, where they're really lenient uh, in this ballpark or at that stadium or this when they're really tough. I think you have to have a universal. This is this is what the philosophy should be. Yes, Mark. I think there should be a sign like we're running out on the field. That the slogan should be. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. <laughs> just have a sign out there. Just would, you, say. would you play that in the Jumbotron, like when the game, let's say, started the first inning? Hey, by the way, make a fun video. If Enjoy the game. Sit in the stands. If you run on the field, this will happen to you. Kind of have a little fun with it. No, because then people will go, oh, they wouldn't be able to catch me. Oh, it's like a green light. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. You're encouraging. But, you know, people, most people are not out with anything nefarious in mind. Most people want to say hello to you, want to touch you, want to get a picture, all of those things. I get it. But on the field, no, can't do that. Not that it can't be there can't be the well gray area. No, once you go on the field, our job is to do this. You understand that. And if you don't, then don't go to the stadium. John in California. Hi John. Good morning. Morning, John. Hey, uh, real quick, give me one second. I was, when I was in college, I worked the Stanford Cal game, and I was a vent staff guy, that yellow jacket guy, and our job was looking at stands and not doing anything else. But the game was over, Berkeley won. Um, they're like, guard the tree. I'm like, hell no, there's 20 kids coming out, and they tore up that tree. I just will let that thing go. Me and my college friend, we just bounced out of the stadium. We left, and that tree was demolished. <laughs> okay, this wasn't the mascot, this, the Stanford tree. Yeah, the Stanford tree, that real stupid, like, felt one that looks kind of like it's all distorted. Yeah. That wait, one. wait, isn't there a person inside there, John? Yes. I wasn't <laughs> going to protect that because that's a thousand, a thousand college kids who've been drinking all day. I love so that John I felt was... the need to call yeah. in and admit this. Thank you, John. That's great. <laughs> Poor the the Stanford tree, which is a goofy mascot. <laughs> they just let the mascot get attacked. I, it sounds like that. It sounds like that. Yeah, Paul. Possible new poll question. Okay. <laughs> so the person who ran on the field. Let's say the two dudes who ran on the field last night. Should the punishment for them be they're arrested and fined in some way, or banishment from said ballpark? Which is the worst punishment for a fan? If you consider. Well, that. I would do both. I would arrest you, and you're not allowed to come back. I don't give you enough. You can pick A or B. Oh, I can't go back and watch the Rockies play? Mm, all right. Uh, we're gonna. Hey, wow, wow. Yeah, I mean, aren't they both the same? You're kind of in jail? Gonna... <laughs> no, you make them go back and watch the Rockies. That's what you do. 49 and 82, Dan. It's not over yet. <laughs> it's over, John. It's at season tickets. Yeah. There's your punch. Yeah. Let's take a break. Play of the day is up next. Panini surprised us when we were in Dublin. They made uh, larger-than-life trading cards and had our pictures on there. I thought Pauly did the best. Pauly got dressed up as a Notre Dame quarterback, had his helmet on, had his jersey on. You almost look like you could play. I look like a seventh-string Notre Dame quarterback, but I'll take it. Yeah, very presentable. Fritzy, we had him in an Astros uniform when he was taking BP, spring training out in San Francisco. He looked impressive. I don't know how impressive I looked. I certainly had that angry face as if I was accomplishing something in there. No, I think if you would have had the Astros hat on, you would have looked like you fit right into that lineup. Like a Jose Cruz type from back in the 80s. Of course. Somebody from the 80s. <laughs> somebody from the 80s. Panini NFT trading cards giving you the opportunity to pull autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, even one-of-one one NFTs from every pack. Official products from the NFL, NBA, FIFA, World Cup, USC, and collegiate sports. We love them. Visit nft.paniniamerica.net the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. 
allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, The Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards. The guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith presents the Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Oh, my God. The play, the play, the play. of the day. Runner left side, got it. Play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Stretch on the pitch. Swung on, driven to right center field and deep. Headed toward the bullpen. That baby is gone. Home run, Acuna. Number 29. Braves get the lead right back. It's 4-2. to two. That's courtesy of the fan, the Braves Radio Network. That's our play of the day. By the way, Ronald Acuna Jr. is one home run away from becoming the first 30-60 player in baseball history. I did not realize that. He joins Joe Morgan, Ricky Henderson, and Eric Davis as the only players with 25 home runs and 60 steals in a season. Play of the day. Play of the day brought to you by... Panini, the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, the only place to collect them all. Panini trading cards. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. David in Lancaster. Hey, David. Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. 510-181. I just wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to, uh, to say I've been in security for uh, 13 years. I've done uh, mental health security. Uh, defense uh, for Boeing. And I'm I'm actually po- driving into work right now. I do security for an electric. Uh, it's all electric buses and coach. But anyways, the the main parameter in all these places is called observe and report. That's what the security officer's main objection 
is, is observe and report. So you see these guys with the yellow jackets that say event staff and so forth. All they're supposed to do is observe and report. So when they go onto the field to tackle somebody or so forth, they're putting themselves uh, liability because the company, if they get hurt themselves, the company, the security company that they work for, is not going to pay for anything. All right. Thank you, Dave. Observe and report. That's insane. Yes, Mark. I saw that movie. Was Seth Rogen? Uh, no, that was Steven Seagal. Yes, Mark. <laughs> Observe and report does sound like a Seagal movie. Oh, yeah. I think it is a Seth Rogen. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if that would be great for... Uh, Game I, security. I, I don't think you can be there. Hey guys, I got a note. I got a notepad here. I'm gonna. Oh my gosh, it really is a Seth Rogen movie. It's really good. Observe and report. Really, wow. <laughs> Seth Rogen movie. I'm gonna give you a blue bloop on that, Marv. Right, Marv. I thought it sounded like a Steven Seagal kind of movie because he Liotta. would play security. Oh, Anna Faris is in it. Our favorite, Michael Pena. Oh yeah, big fan of the show. Yeah, huge fan of the show. Yeah, Pauling. <laughs> I've seen this movie twice, and uh, Seth Rogen is a guy who wants to be a police officer. And he, for whatever reason, he can't get into the police. And he works as a cop at the mall. And he is very enthusiastic about his job. Mm. And it is pretty, it's like a dark comedy. It's pretty good. But it's not like uh, Paul Blart Mall Cop. It is. Imagine if Paul Blart Mall Cop were less sticky and, and goofy and more like this semi-real and a bit of a love story, Dan. Uh-huh. Which I know Seth Rogen and Anna Faris? I didn't want to spoil it. Well, we have, we have been in a scene together in a movie. Yes, Marv. Yeah, it's a love story, all right. We love love, we by do. the way. Oh, happy anniversary, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. 37 years. Where's dinner at tonight for us? <laughs> um, you, guys aren't, you guys aren't going to this dinner. Tradition. We've already celebrated. I know. We were in Dublin, and my wife was there, and we were going to have our anniversary dinner in Dublin. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I've got Marvin and Seton and Paulie there for our anniversary dinner. And uh, and it was wonderful. We we had dessert, uh, we had uh, you know a toast. But tonight, my wife and I are going to have a dinner uh, without you guys, just to let you know. That's what you think. Okay. <laughs> Don't mess with tradition. <laughs> I wanted to sit next to my wife at dinner, but it, you know, way strategically way, where we were seated, I I couldn't do that. Yes, Mark. During dates, do you guys sit next to your Sometimes. wives or across from them? Sometimes. Oh, at a, at like a dinner and it's a four-top table? Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll, I'll sit next, if yeah. I can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, it's not fair to her. She wants to look, stare into my eyes. <laughs> and uh, so then I have to sit across from her. <laughs> There's no lifeguard on duty if you drown in these eyes. Just saying that. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, after 37 years, she's heard all of those stupid lines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she has. Actually, sooner in some of our cases. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lance in Texas. Hi, Lance. What's up, fellas? 6'3", 215. Uh, I, I had a situation. I was visiting a friend. From uh, I was from Texas from and to Tucson. Went and saw the ASU U of A game. At one point, this is early early two thousands. At one point, we decided when U of A won, we were going to rush the floor. Well, my friend ditched me. I ran him by myself. I walks up and says, "Hey, we don't rush the floor when we beat this team. It's a that goes with it." Yeah, there's there's uh, whenever I see Duke fans when when they run on the floor, I'm like, no, 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 you're Duke. There's certain basketball programs you don't run onto the floor and probably certain football schools that you don't run onto the field after you win a game. I get it when it's Northwestern has just beaten somebody and you go, Oh my God, let's go out there and celebrate. But if it's the other way around, you can't. Yes, Marv. When I was a student or right after I was a student, UConn played Texas at Gamble in stores and Texas was ranked number one at the time. And UConn beat them. They rushed the floor. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's Texas. I don't care what they're ranked. Wait, did you actually say that? Ooh. I said, <laughs> We don't rush the floor. We don't rush the floor. Where are UConn? We're the Huskies. U- UConn. Paul in L.A. Hi, Paul. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, Paul. 
Hello? Hey, Paul. Turn down your radio. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. Yes, uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Six feet, 190. Thank you. I had a question. Uh, I listen to your show every day, and it's great. And I was—I never heard the story about Mar, how he was hired, how you found him, because you did a great job finding him. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. I got about sixty seconds to tell you the story. <laughs> <laughs> we have some leftover time. Yeah. Uh, Marvin was working here. He was actually when we were building this uh, man cave. He was helping out the big German and you know, car- you know, pulling cables and whatever we needed. And uh, he worked in the back. And then when McLovin left, uh, Marvin sat in during the Super Bowl, I believe, and was just kind of running the equipment. And I kept thinking, who am I going to bring in? I don't know if it was Seton or Paulie. They go, let's just bring in Marvin. And Marvin, plug and play. I think that's it. Is that uh, the Cliff Notes version there? Yes, Black Kurt Warner. You're the Black Kurt Warner. Mm -hmm. Okay. Nobody got hurt. McLovin left. Trent Green got not, hurt. Not in my movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they do the story on you? Yep. Okay. He tore his ACL. He got sacked. I came in. Who Who's playing you? Oh, let's find out next. Oh, that's a tease? Denzel. No. One more item as we close out hour one. Our friends from Tire Rack want to know, when's the last time you inspected your tires? Oh, you haven't? Well, how about this? You grab a quarter. Stick it in the thread, and if you can see the top of Washington's head, it's time to replace. Not the head, but the tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the easy-to-use tire decision guide. You're going to get a personalized tire recommendation. So the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Full lineup of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. you got free road hazard protection. That's for two years. Mobile tire installation available in a lot of areas. That means they bring the tires to you and install them on site ultimate game changer tirerack.com slash dan see the goodyear test results special offers that they have when it comes to buying tires always think of tirerack.com go to tirerack.com slash dan and remember tirerack.com is the way tire buying should be at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.